Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you, Phil? How are you, Dave? Very good, thank you, Mr. Andy. I'm doing all right, mate. I'm doing all right. Still chuckling from our pre <laughs> our pre-recording conversational banter <laughs> and, our, and our discoveries. <laughs> yeah. What is so funny about <laughs> it? Well, you give it. What's so Phil, funny about Phil's, that? Phil's then? found some additional switches on the board that he can he can override our editor in chief and uh, affect some. Uh, I don't know. Awesome sound. <laughs> incredible, incredible sounds. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wow. So lucky, so lucky to have the audience here with us today. <laughs> so lucky indeed. I'm good, so though, boys. Indeed. I'm good. Sorry, your so, question was, how are we doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. The week is, it's a Friday, mid-afternoon. Week's nearly done. Done it. Smashed it. Ups, down, yeah, we're done, we're done. Oh, we're nearly there, aren't we? We're into the weekend. Like it. Friday, lot to be grateful for. Phil, how are you doing? You've got a new addition to your family, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we've got a puppy, little Izzy. Um, we had a, just the best part of a week, and uh, yes, it's crazy. You just forget, like, what having a little in around that. It's like going back and having a baby again. It's like, <laughs> and you know, like, you're worrying about what time it goes to sleep and putting it down and... All that, you know, sort of worrying about it, sc scurrying into places it shouldn't be going. And, oh, yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant fun. That. I mean, I, I was saying, so, like, this morning, it's you can't help but smile when there's a puppy looking at you all expectant and, and sort of just wide-eyed and just loving everything you do. It's like nothing else in life, you know. So, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really good fun. It's, it's, it's a bit... Been a bit full. I'm trying to work with a puppy jumping on your laptop and uh, eating your eating your tapping on the keyboard. Uh, is it takes a bit of getting used to, but you know all the joy. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. So um, I believe Izzy's got needle teeth. You were telling us before about an incident. Go on, share it with our listener. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just lay on the floor, which which now I know was a mistake. I was laying on the floor with her. So sort of on her level, and I just see she sort of comes bounded over to my head, starts pouring at my head with the claws and everything, and then just bites my nose. Literally, I wouldn't let go of my nose. She's just hanging out, <laughs> shaking me head, trying to get her off. She's holding on. It's get off. So I'd sort of had a little needle, needle prick needle kind teeth. of bleeding session on my nose. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> but I, I, I only myself to blame. Yeah, you stick your head on the floor at the same sort of level as a puppy who's only used to sort of playing around with other puppies and doing whatever. And then, you know, you, you only, only yourself to blame if you get nose bite. <laughs> so these are the lessons that you learn listening to Talking Cod. Yeah, what? Don't it. get on the same level as a puppy with needle with needle um, teeth. And look so at that. There we're, you go. We're less, than, we're less than four minutes in. You know, this is it. Well, well uh, thanks for listening to Talking Cod. Our dog, our, our dog <laughs> this episode has been sponsored by... <laughs> sponsored by Pets at Home. Talking Dog. Dog. No, that would have worked. Talking Dog. That does work. Let's leave it in there. <laughs> talking Dog. Sponsored by Pets at Home. Um, Wait a lot. Copyright. <laughs> Wait a Copyright of Talking Cod. No way. You're not having that. That's obvious. <laughs> Love it. So, Phil. Mm -hmm. It's to you, Phil. Yeah. I'm, I'm not ignoring you. It's here. all right. I, still I don't you. feel left out. Um, don't worry. Even though you're misbehaving today, I can tell you you've 
you're very giddy today. I think you just we, we just ignore you for long enough. You might just switch off. <laughs> that, that, can, that happens, and it happens Phil, very quickly. Um, so you, you, so we, we were chatting earlier in the week, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And we were, we were actually sat in the same room together. You know what? I, I really, really enjoyed it. I want yeah. to just, uh, b- before, before I ask that question, I want to say a, a big thank you to Adele, my friend, at Sync, who uh, hosted us this week. Um, really cool space, by the way. Um, that's a free shout-out. The next one we'll be charging you for. You know, what we're talking about, you know, what, what, what's this next podcast going to be all about? We actually put some preparation into it, which you probably wouldn't realise when you listen to this podcast. Um, and you came up with it immediately. Both Dave and I said, yes, that's the one. I think we were just having a chat about sort of being at it full tilt, like with work. And I, I missed the last cast because I was my head was up my ass because it was, it was just just on work, all very enjoyable, you know. But I think I got myself into a bit of a state, a mini state. I don't have proper states anymore, but a bit of a mini state because it had just been reasonably relentless in terms of just like work, work, work. And the last thing I was working on just got sort of. I just got it away the, the you know the day before, and the thing that sort of kept me kept me going in that busy sort of spell of things was just something that I'd not really been conscious of before. But it really it's just a, such a stupid thing, but it really helped me. And and literally, it's just gratitude, just having an internal recognition of things that you that you're grateful for, and just. When, when, when those sort of busy times kicked in and I was feeling a bit, I felt, felt like I wanted to go and bite, bite someone's nose, you know. Um, I, just, I just have these moments where, where I just feel grateful for what, for what I've got, you know, like, like proper clear, you know, not, not mumbo jumbo. Not, I've not been listening to some, you know, daft YouTuber or anything like that. It was just like, I do feel grateful for, the fact that I am doing, I'm busy, but I'm doing really interesting work with really interesting people. That in itself is is something to be grateful of, and I know not everyone else has that. I have a brilliant relationship. I've got a lovely daughter. I've got a little puppy now. I love live in a lovely place that I really like. You know, I hang out with you guys. I've got great friends. I've got great great people that I work with. And that's I, the top I, answer. I know, yeah, but you know. I just don't know that we even internally, rec- or maybe it's just me, but we, sometimes we just don't recognize some of these things, that the, the good stuff that we've got going on. And, and you know, I know because in, in darker times, none of those thoughts would have meant for much, you know, wouldn't have, wouldn't have dragged me out of the shtick when I was down. So just, just going into those, those darker times a little bit, why don't you think you could let those thoughts in, those thoughts of gratitude when you have dark times? Is it's it a about... live coaching session? Oh, yeah. Do I have to pay you? <laughs> I don't. First I session's think... free. Yeah, good. First half hour, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it? Just sort of, I just, if it was sort of being, uh, if I was self-analyzing, or in fact, if I was trying to be someone else analyzing, I might say that you, Mr. Birchnell, didn't want to let those good feelings in. And I, I can, I can, you know, I, the, the, even in talking about that, because sometimes those good feelings would, I don't know, sometimes you, this might just be me, but sometimes when you're down, there's like literally nothing else, nothing 
very little anyone can say in the moment that will have a momentary instant reaction. You know, it's time, time to take things through, time to, you know, come to come to your own kind of conclusions about stuff. I think and maybe, 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 I don't know, maybe it's just me, but maybe it's like in darker times, the good stuff just can't break through it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can I can resonate with that. No, I totally resonate with that, and that's something that I've I've felt myself. And just on that, and I'll come to you sec- in a second, Dave. I know you're still there. We've ignored you long enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get, I get that because when when our moods low, quite often we consume by thoughts. So we think things, we overthink things. You know, we we may become paranoid, or we might think the world's gone to shit, or what's the point, etc. You know, our vibration is incredibly low at this point. But these are thoughts and gratitude's a feeling. So you, you can't think that feeling. You know, you could use words which can synthesize what that feeling could, could feel like. But when you're in a conversation, it's very difficult to feel gratitude because you're thinking about those words, you're thinking about those, you know, those experiences. Whereas if you switch off thought, actually thinking about things, I feel that gratitude can come in. It's almost like you've got a barrier up because your thoughts are like consuming your mind. It takes yeah. over, it's partly ego, etc. But what happens sometimes when you stop thinking and just create the space to, to actually feel, that's when, you know, gratitude can come in at that some point. Dave, you're in a particularly good mood today. Um, you always seems to be in a good mood. So, you know, you know, that question about gratitude to you might be some, something different, but what are you grateful for? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I have my moments, guys. You know, I, I, I absolutely have my moments. Picking up on what you said there, prior to you know what you're asking me, you need the head. You just need the headspace, don't you? Sometimes to be able to, like you say, to be able to think about other stuff. And when you're in the mixer and things are things are going turbo, it's that it's that ninety ten percent or that smaller. You know, ninety percent awesome, ten percent crap. The ten percent crap becomes the night becomes the night. It reverses and becomes the ninety percent. And you need the capacity to be able, and if you're going at a hundred mile an hour too, then you're focused on the tasking hand or whatever's dragging you along at that hundred mile, a hundred mile an hour to wherever that endpoint is. So you need the headspace to be, to think about what, what what you're grateful for. I mean, I, I don't know. I could, you, I could, you could. The list I've got. The list is very long of what I'm grateful for, but. The things that I'm most grateful for are probably the smallest and the simplest things. I mean, the big stuff's great when it arrives, but the little things, are the smaller components are the best bits because of the bits that are integrated into you that are part of your everyday life anyway. And also all then, you know, they come together and they're consistent on a daily basis that deliver the bigger stuff. But the smaller stuff, the simplest of simplest things, I'm grateful for or, or I get a buzz off, you know. I mean, the fact that I get up every morning and feel all right, that then <laughs> that might sound a bit, I don't know, out there. But if I feel all right then in the morning, then whatever comes along, I can I can start to. You can handle, can't you? Or you hand you you've got your ways to handle it. Whereas if you get up in the morning and it's like you know you get up and it's like boom, doom and gloom. That's difficult. That. That's really difficult. So for me, just the simple, simple, simple things 
small things. I'd rather have, I'd rather have the small things than the bigger things in life in general, because it just keeps life a lot simpler. What, what, what are small things? Give us an example of small things. So you woke up this morning, you thought, right, great, I'm happy for. Well, one, one of the small things. And again, I'm not going to, this, I'm, you know, not to sound like a it's big, deep, whatever, you know, whatever, but the fact that I'm getting up and feeling all right, here we go, another day, let's have it. You know, I'm good with that. You, you get in the shower, you got a choice of hot and cold water, you go to the kitchen, you've got milk in the fridge, you can put the kettle on, you can make yourself a brew, you know. The kids come down, the kids are all right after they started having it, you know. Yeah, they might fall out and stuff goes on, but the kids go to school, they're happy at school. They crack on, you know. I work with, you know, I've got, I do a job which, like anybody's job, has good and bad moments, but I enjoy what I do now, you know. It, it's, I think that's great. He thinks, does things like that really? And I don't really, and we, we, we did speak about this, didn't we, when we were, talk, when we were in the, the planning session. I don't really concern myself too much with the future anymore, or even down to the point of, tomorrow or the day after because you know today's today let's i've got i know what i need to do today i've got an idea of what's going on in the future don't get me wrong i might go i've not got an idea of things but today's today what we're going to do today and at the end of every day i'll be like okay what what have we done what what what's worked what's you know what we've achieved there will always be something there will always be something even if you get to the end of the day and go well i've not got much done however it's been rather peaceful and I've had a bit of time to reboot and think about stuff and recoup. That's that's a good day for me. Whereas on other days you'd be like, yeah, I did this, this, and this, and achieved this. So just the simple stuff, guys, the simple stuff. I'm not really working to any bigger plan or by then I want this, and by then I want this, and by then I want to do that. The simpler, the better for me. Yeah. I, I love that, Dave, because I think we, we, you talk about, or you describe these things as you know the small stuff or the simple stuff. But to people who haven't got those things, these are massive huge, things. Absolutely know, huge. Water, exactly that. Hot and cold water. If you live in a country where you can't have that, it is life and death. So it's a massive thing, isn't it? You know, it's it's that kind of thing. Some places there is no education. You know, to be able to send your kids to school is a privilege. But you you know, you tell a school child, you should be so lucky that you're going to school today. You're like, are you off your head? But in other countries where they don't have it, we know there's a war going on in Europe at the moment, and some children have, have been, you know, been, been taken away from their homes. They've lost their parents. Waking up in the morning is is a privilege to us, and we often don't recognise what we've got. I'm similar to, to you in this respect, Dave. Is that when we stop thinking about or worrying about the future and live in the moment, that's when gratitude can, can really happen. Like, Absolutely. I like, I like to do an exercise. There's a few exercises I do. I like to look at things with new eyes as if I'm seeing for the first time. So, you know, you walk into your house, you know, you might have lived there for a few years. You just don't recognize things because they're always where you expect them to be. You don't worry about them. You don't think about them. But if you, walk, you, know, if you, if you imagine that this is you from, you say, 40 years ago, and, you know, you've just been, you know, transported forward in time. You know, it's a scene out of tomorrow's world, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, what is going on here? What is going on in this life? And I often think, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. I, I pray every day. I, I, I pray every day. And it's a very similar kind of prayer, which is around the Lord's Prayer. And I'm not religious. I'm probably more spiritual. Um, the, the one part of the Lord's Prayer that sticks to me is like, as it is in heaven. And sometimes I can, I can wake up in the morning, get in the shower and go, 
it just feels like I'm in heaven. I, I imagine what the, what would heaven look like to people a hundred years ago? You know, roof over your head, central eating, double glazing, an indoor toilet. You know, heat. You know, people who can just cook for you and bring it to your house. You don't have to, you know, even have to ask for it. You know, it's just we are in heaven. We just don't even know it. That's you know, that's that's how I start my day. Sit there with gratitude. So, Phil, Dave, do you, have a, do you have like a particular practice that you follow, or do you just want to now go, "Wow, I'm the luckiest bastard in the world"? You know, is it does it is it something you practice, or is it just happen once in a while? It's once in a while for me, and it's kind of like whilst, which I think is, it shouldn't be. You know, there should be more of that kind of reflection. I think in my life, it is like like say, I have these revelations like I've had recently, where it just, oh, this is so good. It's Everything here, you know, all right, things aren't without problems along the way. There's there's crap. We all deal with crap. But on the scale of it, the package of what's in front of me and what, you know, is, is amazing. And then, so yeah, but then, like, say, there are times when, and there certainly has been times where that hasn't hasn't been something that 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 is so, like, present in my, my thinking. Or, well, basically non-existent, you know. <laughs> And, you know, some people do journal and, and I was talking to a friend of mine, funny enough, yesterday about this and he started journaling and, and, and you know, I found it really, really useful, you know, even even within the first couple of weeks. And there's something in that. I mean, it's, it's funny, as you both work with me and you know, like, that, that if there's any surety in a meeting with Phil, I'm going to sit there typing notes, like from the minute we start a conversation right till the end i'm tapping notes into my computer and actually it's weird because when you might think you should be tapping notes into something or writing notes down like journaling and, and just expressing this sort of gratitude externally i don't do that so there's you know that's my little thing to work on it yeah i just don't know i think i think it would be more consistently chilled if I constantly had that reminder to look and take stock, it, it, it is a habit. And I, I coach people and often set objectives around their journal. You know, it just becomes a habit, you know. So before our next session, get your journal out and reflect <laughs> on these points, for example. And it really, really yeah. does work. Dave, do you journal? No, I don't, but I do have a lot of lists. However, just by default now at the end of every day, I do reflect on the day. I don't even have to think about it. I just end up doing it. And by reflecting on that day, straight away, you're looking, you end up, there's an element of gratefulness there anyway. As to, you might be thinking, I mean, a lot of days you're reflecting on what, what we've done work-wise, but by default that comes out into other things as well. So every day, at the end of every day, and then possibly by default as well, in the morning sometimes when, when you get up and you're getting going, because I'm up before everybody else, so I get me jump on the day. I like that space that I've got, and I'm posturing around doing my pottery and doing my little routine stuff. And by default, you know, whether I'm talking to Bert, my houseplant, to myself, or, or listening to the radio, or whatever, you start to think about stuff anyway. And if I'm thinking about what I'm doing from a work perspective, and you think, and there's something that crops up that's a bit daunting, you're like, oh, right. And, I sort of offset that by, if a negative comes, I offset it by looking at positives. And I just do it by default. And I, I've got my own turns, turns for it. I'll, I, and I, 
I verbalize a lot of things. I do talk to myself and I talk to myself in the other person as well, as in Dave talking to other Dave, which if you saw me, you'd probably think this guy's bonkers, but it helps give me perspective and it, and it really does work for me. And, you know, you, you'll ask yourself questions or you'll talk yourself, you know, through things and, I'll so I'll say, Dave, what are you negging for? So you've got the negatives and I call it negging. And then you'll be go, oh, you're talking about negs and negging, and then I'll be like, Well, and then before you know it, you're pausing because you're looking at the positive element of it. And that's just my one of my Davisms, one of my, you know, my weird little things that I do. But it really, really works. It really works for me. That's the, I mean what you described there to me sounds like the the whole thing of reframing, you know, like when you when when something feels shit you kind of go well hang on a minute that's maybe that is shit but if i think about it a different way you know it i can see a way around this or 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 like you say sort of displace that those negative feelings with all of the good stuff you know and and i think we did i mean our brains do default to worrying about the stuff that feels daunting and inevitably with the stuff that feels daunting you know, this is the weird thing about brains, isn't it? Or one of many. And then I'll, I'll have to ask Andy about the uh, how, how, how this works. But by default, we we do do that. You know, if we've got a day of, <laughs> you know, if I've got, I've got a, if I've got a sort of reasonably clear day work wise, but there's one thing in it, like that one thing <laughs> automatically yeah. becomes yeah. daunting, even though I know it's not. Even though I know, oh, that's that'll be ace. It'll probably take me about half an hour. It'd be done. But in my head. Because the rest of the day is sort of reasonably clear, and uh, that one thing in the diary that feels like all of a sudden that's that's a that in, in itself has become a daunting thing. I just think our brains sort of maybe we just have to have something to feel negative about sometimes. Mate, you can't. Def- I, I don't, don't know what that no, is. No, I think you're right. I think you can't have. It's like it was. You can't have one without the other. And if everything yeah. went to plan constantly, then. Us as human beings, or I know I'd get pretty bored. Do you know what I mean? I'd start to think, I start to lose my purpose, and I need that's the thing I really need. I need a purpose. So you get bored. So when something that comes up that's a bit uncomfortable, I try and embrace it and go, all right, come on, let's have a bit of this. I need, I need that that point of difference, and I need it because otherwise, I, I, I would get, you know, the, the I would get into that bored element of it. But it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity. You know, what that is, I'm thinking, right, bit of a deviation here. What's it all about? Let's get into it. Let's look at it. I mean, it's that to problem solve. You know, it's like it's like if you were if you were out running and you're running on the flat, it's nice and easy that. What happens if you come to a big hill? Well, you've got to, you've got to make some decisions and readjust to run up that hill. But when you run up that hill, next time you come to run up it again, it'll be a bit easier. Because you've learned how to deal with it. And I try and take those sort of like sporting ways of doing things into everyday life. And it, it's, it does sort of work for me that it, it does work. But I look at it, I look at it as, a, as, a, as an opportunity of something different here. How do we deal with it? And I can learn from it. I like that. It's a great analogy. And a lot of people I speak with will. We'll often use sporting athletic analogies. You know, it's like this, you know, when you're running or if, you, if you're training for something. But really, that's, that really is a metaphor for life anyway, isn't it? So I like the running ones for obvious reasons. And so going back to something you said there before, Phil, 
our, our brains are hardwired to protect us. That's what it does. You know, so we, we, we spoke about this in the inner chimp. It wants to protect us at all costs. If we feel any form of discomfort, that inner chimp's going, oh, back off, Phil. Hurting this. And this is when you need to have a, a Davism. You have a conversation with yourself. You get posy about it. You're going, well, actually, this is an opportunity to improve now. So you have a chat with your chimp and you go, I hear what you're saying. This might hurt a little bit. I know this is a steep hill, but if we can work it out next time, it's going to be easier. We got a deal. And it's that kind of negotiation with yourself. It's like, I know this is hard. And, you know, it could be like there's, there's a big meeting in your diary, you know, that one meeting you've got in your diary today. And if it's at three o'clock, you've got all day to worry about it. You know, you've got, oh, you know, what, what if, what if, what if? And we worry about stuff. And we have to worry about things that haven't happened. We spend most of our time worrying about stuff that's never happened. And that's, as you said before, Dave, you, you just have to be present sometimes, not worry about that sort of stuff. You just have to deal with what you've got in front of you at any given moment. And this is the thing with space. And it, in our current society, we don't embrace space. We just don't like it. It's, it can be described as a void. And that feels negative to most people in their lives. You know, I I've got it. nothing on today. I love it, man. You know. Not clothes, I mean work. <laughs> so if you say I've got no I've got nothing to do today, that's a bad thing. You know, I need to, I need to be busy all the time. I need to be doing stuff, you know, it's that busyness sort of thing. But when we're busy with we, we go, oh, I wish I just time. had some more time to think. <laughs> I wish I could think. It's oh true. my brain's you know, my brain's exploded. Can I, I just need some time to think? And then and then you you get some time to think, right, I need to be doing something. So we, we never we can never really truly relax in, in the society that we've created at the moment. But going back to you know, to all civilizations in the past, you know, we, we're the busiest ever and we've created this. And But we have we, we create devices and, and things to simplify our lives and we simplify our lives and we complain about the fact that we're always busy. So something's not quite right. Dave, you know, this is something we've, you know, we, we've joked about, just going to sell everything and going to live in a caravan in Scotland. You know, this is, we're not together independently. You know, we don't know. We're friends. All <laughs> oh, right, you know, I, thought, I, thought, I thought we were doing it <laughs> um, together, mate. You never told me that. Dave, Dave Phil's, Phil's listening. Okay, sorry. Don't sorry. <laughs> it's our little secret. And I know, I know a listener. Um, but theoretically, you know, we, <laughs> we spoke about this, this, this happy moment of get rid of everything and just have some time, you know, time and space, caravan, probably overlooking the Hebrides or something. I'm not too sure what it looks like for you, but it's that. It's, it's an off-grid, get away from the matrix kind of thing. So, so what, what were you thinking there? You know, what is it that, that makes you want that? Some of that, though, some of that is it's like going from one extreme to another, isn't it? You know, it, that's, the, that's like some of that sometimes is just is running away from, from life to a certain extent. Put me as further away as possible from, from people in general with not much, and that'll, that'll fix everything. Now, I know that's not the solution. I know that's not the solution at all. And I just like the idea of the, how, how simple that is. Don't get me wrong, though. Living that simple life will be more hard work than the life I live now because a lot of the things that make your life a lot easier are not available. Do you know what I mean? You, you won't be going down to the local supermarket to get whatever you need. You'll be going outside, digging your land and watering it, in, in essence, you know, to, to get your food. So... You might go to a lot simpler life, but that life will probably be a lot more hard work. So, so I, I guess it's sometimes that's just you're in a situation you're going. I just need to get away from you and do that. But I'm just picking up on what you said before about you know the societal aspects of it. 
we live in a world where we expect things and we expect to get them for not doing much for them. And a lot of people want, it's like, I should have this because it's a bit of an easier life. But going back, going back to the sporting element of it and knowing if you want to go running and run up a hill, you're going to go, I'm going to have to work for that. I am going to have to put a shift into to work for that. It's the same in life in general. You know, there are going to be times where, it got, you know, it's, you're running on the flat and everything's good. And there's going to be times when you need to put a graft in. And I think back about what it must have been like for my grandparents and their parents, you know, coming out of a, a Second World War with a huge amount of unknown and not very much. But I'll tell you something now, what I can remember in my grandparents, they didn't really moan much about anything, anything at all. They just seem to get on, you know, to, to, to get on with it. And my own parents, to a certain extent, just got on with stuff. They never expected anything. They just, they just cracked on. As long as the it's family was all right, it? they were happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a paradox, isn't it, Andy? As you're about to say, we, we, we live in a world where literally, you know, you, 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 in terms of music, entertainment, you know, TV, books, we can literally listen to any piece of music at the click of a button, right? If we want any goods, if we want to take away a different, we can have it that night, the next day, you know, literally anything you can want is probably any, any material kind of goods are, are, are literally a click away, but we've become somehow less appreciative. You know, I suppose people coming, coming out of the war, this, the, the evil, either of the world wars and, and then living through that sort of 50s, 60s, 70s to a degree would have been used to scarcity you know that's that i mean it's weird isn't it you know like i remember in the 70s the power cuts and stuff like that you know and that that you know and you know that that's not really that long ago you know now we don't have that you know we don't have to worry about it in the same way but when you do have a power cut how peaceful is life do you know what i mean how peaceful oh, yeah, is it when, totally, that, when, yeah. it, when you when it what else are you going to do you're forced to be yeah. in a moment with not much to do. I love that, mate. I love that. It's really good, that kind of thing. If, if you're away, like, you know, for a couple of years, you know, we've done sort of trips to caravans in the UK and done all that kind of thing. Our power cut in, in, in those kind of setups is brilliant because it is proper back to basics. There's nothing around. You kind of like, you know, you do, you look up at the skies. I mean, Jesus, is, you know, there's enough to see up at the stars. You don't have to necessarily be watching the telly when it's a, a beautiful, clear night. And yeah, I just, it's back to the gratitude kind of thing. I just don't think we, any of us, I'm not going to blame, blame a generation. I think it's anyone alive at this time in a position of privilege because we, we are in a, position of yeah, privilege not through no matter, yeah, um, yeah. genetics or anything but just just time and you know where we were born those kind of things you know but we none of us really appreciate what we've got in the, the yeah again if we were that time machine time traveling person going back 40 years or what have you or longer you know in the same way they would look at what we have now and go my goodness this is unbelievable but you know what they would put, probably would have had better relationships with their neighbors would have known what's going on down the road from them you know they would have that, a greater sense of community which you know 
just isn't 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 this? And we do sound like old blokes here now. Don't well, we, this, right? but that's that's good though, isn't it? Because <laughs> we locked down, didn't we? We experienced some yeah. of that. We locked down. Yeah, and a lot of people, totally, a yeah. lot of people, were just like, oh my god, this is so peaceful. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he he did bring some positivity that he didn't, and and gratitude for that matter because we it was was it on a Tuesday you stand outside just now banging like yeah. pans and what have you pans yeah. and stuff going out thanks to the NHS. Yeah, and we actually totally, started yeah. to be really grateful for things. Right? Mm. So we're grateful for a lot more things than we'd yeah than we'd probably appreciated before. Yeah, there's you know there's a few things that spring to mind there from what you've just said is that. My parents and grandparents used to say, you don't know your bloody ball. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's and true. I think that when I talk to my kids. Ah, yes. You don't know your bloody ball. You thought they were taking a piss, didn't you? Yeah. Like, and yeah, you like, know, yeah. You've never done a day's graft in your life. You know what I mean? You don't know what it feels like to, to have rations. Yeah. You know, I, imagine that. We've got everything we want. We've got, we've got Uber Eats. We've got, you know, you know, some bloke's going to turn up on a on an e-bike and just drop food off 30 minutes after you've just pressed, you moved your finger. Totally. No, that's it. Yeah. And then, like, my parents were queuing up with, with ration box. Yeah. And going, you know, you can have, like, an ounce of cheese today. Yeah. And some flour. Yeah. You're choking. What yeah. kind of a life is that? What kind of a life are we living in? You'd have in? an app for that today, guys. It'd be an app. A ration app. <laughs> you would. That would be delivered, by the Ra- way. Ration yeah. We've got apps yeah. that monitor our calorie intake. Yeah. You know, so we'll we'll go like, well, I need I need to cut down. That's how crazy the world is that we're living. Yeah. We need yeah. we need some technology to tell us that we're eating too much. We don't actually listen to our body and go, you know, my stomach's actually quite full now. Yeah, but it's a seventeen it's a seventeen pound kebab, I've got to finish it. <laughs> you know, what kind of world we're living in? They're the old days, by the way, I mean, I think you know, body's a temple. Um the other thing is and I've heard this so many times before, but it's worth sharing, is that we always want what we don't have, but we don't appreciate what we've yeah. got. And it's always the case. You know, the, the caravan analogy is like, God, I wish I could just leave this all behind and just live in a caravan. After a week of living in a caravan, God, I wish I could go home and have a bath. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just, that, you know, that's what occurs, isn't it? We like, we always miss things that we don't have, but you don't miss things that you've already got. Because those parts of the brain that just don't talk to each other. You don't wake up in the morning going, I wish I had running water, I wish I had a bath. Wish I'd central eating. Wish I'd double glazing. I wish I'd like a what? Oh, actually, I've got it all. Oh, life's good. I stay in bed now. Yeah, that's that's the hard wiring of our brain because our our brain makes us want more to you know to to actually push us. Otherwise, we'd just be apathetic. We would we'd have no energy. And as you said before, Dave, we'd have no purpose. Dave, I've got a question for you. No, in fact, no, Phil. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this question, Phil, because you're the guy with the words. You know, you're the you're the words guy. You have brain thoughts and all sorts. Um, what does the word privilege mean? Unrehearsed, by the way. Yeah. You are party to a set of circumstances that aren't the norm necessarily, that not everyone has. I don't know what the you know, demographics, the, 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 if you slice the world up and said these are the people living in, in relative comfort and these ones that are certainly not, you know, what that ratio looks at. But I hazard, I hazard a guess that, you know, those that are living in, not in relative comfort are probably, you know, there's much more of them than there are of us free. And again, might be completely making, well, sure I'm not in terms of global population, you know, but privilege for me is through whatever set of circumstances, largely by twist of fate of, you know, where you were born and the family you were born into, society, rightly or wrongly, it, it is different for different, 
different groups of people, isn't it? And I, I'm very, I, you know, I'm not, you know, like I, 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 I was born into a working class family, you know, privilege to me. I just feel I have privilege. You know, I wasn't born into, you know, the aristocracy, far from it. That is high privilege, isn't it? You know, if you're born into the world where you, you know, I've, I've gone off on one here. So, Andy, I've, have, I, have I given you a definition for the word privilege? I was, I was wondering what, what your take on it was. What, what's yours, Dave? I would, I would say, to me, it's anything above and beyond the basic needs so whatever you need the, the, so you need this this is the absolute basic what you need to exist yeah i think if you've got that anything above above and beyond that is is, is sort of an add-on it's an advantage isn't it? it it's it's and that can be anything couldn't it you could define whatever that was but you need a certain set of things to be here you know to sit around it just to exist and then you could say, right, beyond existence and life, you, if you're in a family, that family needs the basics of the, the family for this. So looking at your current circumstances, whatever the, the most basic requirements of those circumstances are, I think is anything above that for me. Because you don't need, we've got lots of things that we don't need. So we've got them. So in theory, we, that's a privilege to have them. And I'm defining things that things, I don't know, Things could be like an extended group of friends. Not, I'm not talking like possessions and things like that. Yeah. But it gives you, I guess it gives you, it's more than the basics and it sometimes gives you an advantage, doesn't it, to, to certain things, to life. Life advantages, I don't know. Yeah. So the reason I ask, I interviewed a friend of mine, Nicole Higgins, who was finalist of the National Mentoring Awards a few years ago. And she, was mentoring um, a group of underprivileged teenagers at that time. And it was really, it was really interesting because we were having a conversation about, about mentoring. It was just, you know, I know mentoring from a business context. She knows mentoring from a community context. And we started talking about white privilege. And it was a really uncomfortable conversation for me because I'm middle-aged and I admit now that I am middle class. But similar to what you've just said there, Phil, is like, you know, council estate boy, you know, every, everything just feels like, living in heaven to me, but I can never know what it feels like to live now in a council estate, knowing that just because of the color of my skin, I'm going to get stopped by the police for not doing anything wrong. Or I've got to watch my back because of where they're on colors. For example, you know, I, I, I can, I can never imagine what it feels like to be somebody who's downtrodden or because of the gender, for example, they're treated differently. I'm privileged because I've got all these things. Now, one can argue that we've worked hard for what we've got, but we don't have to work as hard as a lot of people no, to exactly get what we've got. No, exactly. It's not equity. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got an element of equality now more than ever before. And I think this is why, so gratitude to me is sometimes, it, it's, it's a difficult thing, I think, gratitude. It's a really difficult thing to feel. And, and I often try and put myself in other people's positions and go, not just myself from, from years ago or, you know, or even my family, but people in different walks of life, different parts of the world, you know, different genders, different ages, you know, different color of skin and think, God, we're so lucky. We are actually privileged to be living at this moment in time, you know, to, to be white middle-aged males who are actually now middle-class. And I still don't like saying that because I'm also, I still feel like I'm working class. Does that make any sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. 
these are the things that talking cods are about, aren't it? Yeah, and it and it is. You know, you, you you're exactly right. You know, like you you look at yeah, all right. We've had we've come from the backgrounds. We've come none none of us have come from a you know a, a, a middle class background, but we are now middle class ourselves. So again, I feel equally funny saying that, but we are. And we have worked hard. I mean, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm right in thinking of none of us have, have particularly had an academic route through life. So we, we've, you know, we've, we've, we've kind of got to where we've got to off our own steam, off hard work and graft and, 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 and demonstrating, you know. But still, absolutely, I completely concur that our trajectory is prob- has probably been a lot easier than, than perhaps some people because of the color of skin or the gender or, or what have you, or, 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 you know, their sexual orientation or their, their gender, you know, um, selection, you know, it, it just, I just think we, yeah, I mean, again, that, that brings a whole new level of feeling grateful. And I, I even, even talking about it, I feel awkward because, there are, as you rightly say, there are other people that just don't get to where we've got to, wherever that is, which isn't, you know, but don't get there so easily, you know. And that, that to me, feels like something really to be grateful for our circumstance that play into the, you know, we've worked hard, but the, 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 the circumstance is, 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 is part of all of that. Dave Kincod, big head. What are your words of wisdom here? What have we learned in this podcast where we can uh, summarise for our listener? Oh, my goodness me. I think we all, the majority of us, just need to take the time to appreciate what we've got, really, and and to appreciate the smaller things more and be more aware than ever of the people around you. And to, you know, appreciate them. You could list, couldn't you? I could give you a big list of stuff. I'm grateful for this, this, and this, and this. But if I had to pick one thing out of it, one thing out of it for me, or a key thing for me, is going back to what we were talking about when we do have the time, bit of time where it's like, I've got nothing to do. Or you've got a bit of breaking time that's a bit of downtime. I am hugely grateful for when those times occur and that i feel like i don't need to fill them with things just to keep doing stuff to get stuff because when i get those times that's just a great thinking time that to let your mind empty and you know your subliminal parts to do whatever it does and at that point at that point you really do start to realize what you've actually got and i could say i you know i appreciate this this isn't this but if i was to take all of it which is which is a moment of a space that i get and i do get quite a lot and that I'm comfortable being in, it's that space because it gives me, it does make me appreciate stuff, you know. And I would also say, also, also embrace, you know, life is not one steady run on a, on a, on a flat plane. And when, some, when a big hill comes around, you know, embrace it. You need the hills. We need the hills. And every now and again, we need a bloody mountain. And we, and we do. Embrace them. <laughs> take a deep breath. And get stuck into them because at the end of it, you might go up and only you might try to go up it and not succeed, but you might have got halfway up it. Do you know what I mean? It, it's 
That that's the thing for me, boys. That, that's, I'm be grateful for the opportunity to have a hill in front of you. Yeah, bring them on. Yeah, bring them on. I'm not. I used to run away from them. I used to fear them and run away from. Not anymore. I'll have a go. Do you know what I mean? Give me an hill. Let's have a go. I'll either get up it or I won't. But the at least I'll have had a go. Is the way. Yeah. Uh, it's a great book called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Halliday, which is very much like that. You know, There's no point running away from your challenges. Just hit them head on. That's where the lessons are learned. So there's no point in being weak about these things. That's not a great synopsis of it. Phil, I heard <laughs> something uh, earlier is that you might feel the same. I'm not sure if you do. Music is is what feelings sound like. Oh, yeah. This morning. Yeah, 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 totally. Wow. That's brilliant. That's, yeah, that's proper cool. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going with that. So, so Phil, could you could you wrap it up with your with your top three track lists of, of lessons learned this morning? <laughs> lessons learned, oh, absolutely. You know, bring on the mountains because sometimes you got, you know, that life will throw them at you, and running up them will give you some some lessons along the way that good, bad, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you've got to give it your best shot. Like you say, find time for gratitude. You know, express. We didn't even talk about expressing gratitude, and that was the first thing Dave mentioned when we sort of did this in the pre-meeting. Which I was like, "Yeah, bloody hell!" You know, express how grateful you are to people for the stuff they mm. do around you. Great That's point. A, feels like a whole other conversation, but big, big on to today for sort of raising that, and then just recognize that. You know, again, this thing of privilege, it's like, I just, it just makes me, it makes me feel different about my gratitudes. You know what I mean? It makes me think very differently. I haven't, having got to that bit in the conversation, I, I kind of, I, I need to probably go and have a sit in a quiet room and, and kind of unpick all of that and go, you know, I, I do, I do feel very grateful for the stuff around me, you know how much of that has come from my own privilege and that, you know, like, yeah, I need to think about that. It's sort of, again, it kind of, it just makes me think differently about it and, and, you know, more appreciative and, but, but also then a whole other heap of emotions are, are in there to be honest. So that's why I've gone a bit quiet. <laughs> Sorry to have, uh, Oh no, no, but we need, you know, find those feelings. Eh? Yeah. It's great stuff. Well, I'm genuinely grateful for the opportunity to do this. I usually pray for that. I pray for opportunities. Going back to what you just said there, Dave, it's like I pray for the mountains in our life to to deal with it. I'm also grateful that, Dave, that you asked Phil and I to be part of a podcast, which is changing people's lives, messages every week. We've got a new listener, Adil. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, so that's two. <laughs> a thousand if you're a sponsor. <laughs> but, um, but I'm not... Truly grateful for, mm. for this opportunity to know to know you guys to be able to like just you know pick up the phone and go have a listen to this you know some we, we're not in this alone you know we're in it together so I'm, I'm genuinely grateful for that and I think for me to summarise is that gratitude is is a feeling it's not a thought it's a feeling it's something you just have to let happen and just look around and go yeah I am living in heaven that's that's just how I feel most days when I wake up. If there's anything I'd share with our listeners too now, um, is make it a practice. It's just like any kind of muscle, gratitude, and that feeling of gratitude is do it on a regular basis. If it's a reflective period at the end of the day, reflect on what's gone well today and what opportunities that you've embraced. 
how have you do that in the morning? You know, what's your purpose in life? You know, what are you grateful for? You know, are you grateful for just life in general? Are you grateful for waking up at the side of somebody? Because somebody, most people don't, you know, as, you know, are you grateful that you've got children? A lot of people don't have that opportunity. Just whatever it could be. Just see the world with new eyes and listen to it with new ears every day. And I think the world will be a much better place. Dave, are you gonna are you gonna talk us out? <laughs> Shall I remember the details? The call to action bit. The call to action. <laughs> we how many times have we done this? Well, the, I mean, <laughs> the, the end of the day, the call to action is basically to take heed of what we've said today. Oh, listen, oh, listen. If there's some nuggets in there, that'd be awesome. However, if you like what you hear, boy, guys, boys, guys, men, ladies, whoever's listening, if you like what you hear, if you like what you hear, give us a like, give us a share, give us a subscribe. And also, if you want to get involved, drop us an email at hello at talkingcod.com. Remembered it this week, Bosch in the bin. That's the email address. <laughs> Amazing. Well done. Cheers, I think Dave. you need to clap for that. Have we got have we got it, Phil? Have we got it? Look at that. Yes. Do you know what I'm gonna do? Talking Cod is recorded in front of a live studio it audience. Is. And I'm also gonna go and get myself one of those apps that plays those uh, sound effects. And I'm just gonna walk around <laughs> the house and give myself What do you mean applause. an app? What do you mean an app? That was the audience. Sorry, sorry, sorry. yes, the audience. Thank you for anyway, coming, everybody. Thank you. thank you. It's been amazing. You've been amazing. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Uh, Thank you, you Manchester. Thank you. <laughs> Berlin, you've been amazing. More. Get Dave back on. Dave's the best. Bring back on King Cod. He's the best one. Dave, we love Dave. Dave. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed us talking Cod, Please give us a rating, leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe now. Quick shout out to the guys at DapDip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking Code.